I've given a lot of stuff away just based on what people actually ask for. And and it, it gets you to pause and say to yourself, do I need this? You kind of Marie Kondo your, your home unintentionally. Does this make me happy anymore? What can we do to help others? Because sometimes it's not so easy. You know, you want to you want to help others. You want to do something good for the common good. But sometimes it's kind of hard to find out where you know. Do I donate to them? Do I do this? Like it's so annoying. I got to fill out forms. Whatever. This one by nothing group adopted a shelter and furnished the entire thing. Happy New Year! I'm Jill Hoshkis, and you're entering a world gone good. Happy New Year! I'm Wendy Miller, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, happy 2022, my friends. My name is Steve, and this is World Gone Good, the podcast where we shine the light into the darkness to prove there is still good to be had and plenty of it. Kick off the new year by helping us spread the good of this here show. How, you ask? Well, you can share it on your social media and subscribe, rate, and review right where you are listening right now. By doing each and any and all of these things, you help make the world a gooder place. And for that, as always, we say thank you. So it is a new year indeed, and it's more than time to go out with the old and in with the new Why are you keeping those shoes you haven't worn in how long? Those shirts that are hanging in your closet that you haven't worn since pre-lockdown because you haven't gone to an actual office? It's almost two years now. All that stuff has gone out of style. When you do have to go back to work, you're not going to show up in that, are you? Someone's going to say, you're wearing that old thing? They're not going to even be, you know, nice and fake it and be like, I love your outfit. And you get to be the one to say this whole thing. No, they're just going to point it out like that old thing. You were that pre-pandemic. It's time to let it go. It's time to let a lot of stuff go. If you're insulted by what I just said, it might be time to let that go. (laughs) My guests today know a little something about letting stuff go and making room for the new to come in. Jill Hotchkiss and Wendy Miller are members of the Buy Nothing Project. Wait, they're not just members, they're also neighbors. And they're not just neighbors, they're not just members, they also launched a podcast about it. But the best of all of this, especially for me, they are two of my favorite people on planet Earth. These are actual friends of mine. Seriously, we are close. Jill and I um, used to work together, and I rented Wendy's guest house. See, that's close. This is Jill and Wendy's good story about letting go, connecting with neighbors, and creating community. Well, this is a world gone good reunion of the weirdest of ways. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird how all our lives came together. But let's start with the two of you. Wendy and Jill, when did you two first meet? Oh my gosh. gosh. The first time? (laughs) Sure. How many years ago? How many decades ago? The first time was in the mid 90s when I was producing the NBC Christmas tape and you had a great cameo in it. And I just knew you as someone from New York who had a walk-on and a really funny line. And it was in the tape. And I didn't even know who you were. We have to find that tape. I'm oh, sure I have it. I have, qu- I have quite a few of them on VHS. So uh, you want to see it. Jill, do you remember your bit? 
I can't. I remember it. I remember like I remember Wendy interviewing, but I do not remember the bit. She literally walked across the stage and said, "Oh my God, I finally made it to the NBC Christmas tape." And that's it. That was her bit. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> because at NBC, they they like would totally pimp you and make someone do the Christmas tape one every year. And it was like a Friday. We were having our our meeting, and I went. I don't know. I was MIA for some reason. And I came back, and everyone had this weird look on their face, and they're like, "Guess who's doing the Christmas tape?" I'm like, what? No, what? And so. Uh, I turned it into a 1970s fake, you know, like Christmas special with our animated character, Johnny Chimes, who was a complete disaster. And so I made like a seven and I got I got Phyllis Diller and Shecky Green and Steve Allen and all these people to show up at this thing. And then I was in charge of putting the whole thing together. And it was actually really, really fun. Yes, it was a big deal. It was a big deal to make it to the tape. But you met Jill then visually, like on tape. She was in. She was in Burbank. Oh, so she was reason. physically there. Okay, she was physically yeah. there. Got it. Got it. Got it. And Jill, when do you remember meeting Wendy for the first time? Well, I remember that, but I also remember Wendy being kind of this enigma in a different group, other than when when I went to NBC um, and actually worked at NBC in California because I had been in New York for many years. And then it was, she was part of the, Wendy, remind me what it was called. NBC the, um, 2000. Yes. NBC 2000. It had such a cool name and only the cool people worked there. And, <laughs> and they did all the, the um, really immersive content before it was way ahead of its time. Um, and so, yeah, I wasn't part of that cool crew, but Wendy was. <laughs> and we actually felt like we were like the bastard, like, you know, stepchildren. Cause we got like the crappier offices and, you know, we felt like we were treated much worse, even though we did get to do the really fun stuff. And I, I think I belong with the bastard stepchildren anyway. So it was, I was with my people, <laughs> not the fancy people that Jill was with. I would rather have been with the bastard stepchildren. To be <laughs> but what we are here to do is talk about something that also brought you two together. And that's why you're here today with me, something called buy nothing project. So let's start here. Jill, what is buy nothing project.org? So, <laughs> so buy nothing as the people in the know call it, um, buy nothing is a, an amazing project that was started. I don't even know actually what I should find out the year of when it was started. It was 2013 in Bainbridge Island. It was 2013 in Bainbridge, Bainbridge Island. And it is a gifting community that is basically geo-targeted to where you live, where you buy nothing. And when I say literally, you literally buy nothing. And you go on the site, you can either ask for something that you want, and it could be something like, hey, does anybody have... Um, dinner tonight and anyone, you know, anyone have a bag of groceries, I'm looking to donate them to a homeless shelter. Or just before I got on this phone call, I ran outside because I'm donating a bunch of brand new makeup and some jewelry to these girl, uh, a woman who's collecting things for uh, two homeless teens. So it, it's in that sense, it's super lovely because you get to give back to the community. And um, and if you need something, you can ask for something or you can post something if you want to give it away. Right. And it's not all about, you know, like 
helping the world. Like, like for instance, Steve, a couple of weeks ago, I posted that I was looking for DVDs of Remington Steel because I was doing a research project. And you popped up and you're like, I think I have some in my garage. Like each of us has all sorts of crap all over our houses that we're probably not using. So people post on there, hey, I'm thinking of taking tennis lessons. Does anyone have an extra racket? Or, hey, I just posted that I, I wanted to do something with a Rubik's Cube. And I said, anybody got an extra Rubik's Cube? And three of them showed up. So it's about just sharing the stuff that you have, maybe that you're not using, maybe to help other people, or just asking for things that you might want before going to the store to buy it. Sadly, I'd like to just say I didn't have Remington Steel for those of you listening, but I did have, which I did offer you, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, the entire series. <laughs> Actually, a Buy Nothing member did have all of the episodes of Remington Steel. I went over to her house. I watched a whole bunch of them. I realized how terrible the show actually was. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you watch them at her house? That's what I was going to no, ask. No, 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 no. No, she had six. She had all this, I think. Six oh, you took them. Okay, them. okay. I took them home. I, I just said I wanted to borrow them. And, you know, she was very magnanimous about it. She's like, yeah, go ahead. So I borrowed them. Literally within watching two episodes, I was like, I can't watch any more of this. And so I, I drove right back. She's like, you're done already? I'm like, yeah, I got to get this out of my house. But it was one of those things where, you know, you could borrow things, you could ask for things to keep, just no barter. There's no, you're not allowed to say, you know, if you do this, I'll do that. It's, it's not that. It's just about being generous and sometimes sharing what you have permanently or maybe just letting someone watch a couple episodes of Remington Steel. <laughs> I cannot believe that you. I really thought if you if you stay there, that would have been amazing. Stranger's house. That would have been amazing. Best part of the story. Like her cat. Her cats are crawling on me and stuff. That'd be funny. I still have the Rubik's cube in case you would like. I uh, actually would. I would like that. Thank you. Okay, great. Jill, where did you first even find this? Like, what was the inclination? Was it like one of those things where you go on my? uh, Okay, people are going to cringe. I cannot stand that nextdoor.com thing. <laughs> that thing drives me. In, it's just a bunch of people bitching from their house. Uh, get off my yes. lawn. But where did you, because it sounds neighborly. It's neighborly. So my, I have a friend, Irene, who I work with, and she was telling me about it. And I said, what are you talking about? This is the, begin, the beginning of the pandemic. I hadn't done this pre-pandemic. And so Irene said, yeah, I'll invite you to it. I said, okay. So I looked it up and I was waiting for the invitation. Then when I went on it, it was the first time you go on, it is a little obsessive because you're (laughs) like, wait, I get free shit. Are you kidding me? I got this really nice purse. I got a mirror stand. I was like, this is amazing. Um, And then as you get deeper into it, it's, you get, it's less and less about, oh my gosh, I just want this free shit. It's, oh, what, what can I, what can I give? You know, I, there's this, um, this post that comes out every month and it's, Hey, post what you wish for. And so that's, I go through it and I, and I read through the comments and I've given a lot of stuff away just based on what people actually ask for. And and it, it gets you to pause and say to yourself, do I need this? You kind of Marie Kondo your, your home unintentionally. Does this make me happy anymore? Oh, this might make Wendy happy. This Rubik's cube because she wants it for her daughter. I don't fucking need it. No, but it's exactly right. It's like you you find out from your neighbors and, you know, that you might have something that someone else could really use. And I, I talk about this on the podcast all the time. All I'm trying to do is get rid of stuff in my house. Like I'm literally looking around thinking, what can I get rid of? And I do get rid of a lot of stuff, but I also get a lot of stuff too. I got some pretty fun stuff this week. I got some plastic champagne glasses for a new wreath and a little miniature baby. 
And so, you know, I'm like cooking with gas, but I also got rid of a bunch of crap too. So it works out. Now you two somehow found each other on here. Did you know each other was into this? Tell me that part. (laughs) So Jill's husband used to work for me and he produced a show for me. And so we went over to their house. Um, Carl and I went over to Jill's house and the whole time Carl and I were like, we really like Jill. We really like Jill, but you know, whatever. And so I knew her as the wife of this guy that worked for me. And NBC, an NBC person. And an NBC person. Right. Yeah. And Jill, you have the right at any time to say, edit this. Keep going, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you can always cut stuff out. I will give you I the am, I am you measuring my words. Send me, Trust me. Send me I'm your measuring. notes. I'll get, I'll get your you revisions. Have to edit. You don't have to edit anything. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. So that's how we, we, we just kind of rekindled our friendship then. But, but then she and I were both on Buy Nothing and I would see her name popping up all the time. And I was like, I know her. I love her. And then I would see these ridiculous things. And we just started texting each other, I think, through, the, through Buy Nothing, right? Well, wait, 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 wait. Got to back up a little all wrong? Bit. I think okay. it's all wrong. No, no, you're not getting it all wrong. It's not all wrong. So we we actually hadn't spoken for a couple of years mm-hmm. after, not because of anything, only because of life. Yeah. After, um, and our girls took dance together, maybe? Yeah, they were dance minute. class together, and now they're at high school together. Like, we kept, there's a lot of intersection. Yeah, there's been a ton of intersection. So it, it had been a couple of years that I'd spoken to Wendy. And then I was on, when I was on By Nothing, you know, when I just started, I saw... Wendy Miller responding to a post and I texted her and I said, all right, I think I DM'd you through Facebook. And I said, is this my Wendy Miller? And she said, yes, this is your Wendy Miller. I was like, oh my God. And so then we started texting. Now you can finish the story. Yeah. So we started texting and our group, along with a lot of generosity, no offense group, but there's also a lot of crazy And Jill and I would like notice all these ridiculous things going on and we started sharing it back and forth. And at one point we were like, this would make an incredible podcast. And so we reached out to the, to the founders of buy nothing. And we said, we would love to do this podcast for you. And in their wisdom, they said no. And so (laughs) (laughs) and Jill's like, no, they'll say yes. And so we, we got them on the phone and like Jill works for Disney and I was working for Hallmark and we're legitimate people. And we somehow convinced them that we wouldn't break their brand. And we started doing this podcast after just like totally falling in love with each other over by nothing. Like literally, yes. we got each other over by nothing. We did. We always say we're our favorite by nothing thing. Yeah. Of each other. That is so sweet. Now, they said yes to you for doing this. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. Did they have any requirements of what you could and like, what did you, what was the pitch? Like, what did you tell them you were going to do? Like, how are you going to sell their, their stuff? Well, we certainly ensured them that we weren't going to break it and that we know right. how to be respectful and big time brand stewards. I mean, each of us has been trusted with multi-million dollar projects. We're not going to be like, this thing is dumb. Like, so obviously, and we just kind of, you know, talked to each other quite a few times, like for months, right, Jill? Months, months. We wrote, we did a pitch, we wrote a proposal. Yeah. We wrote a couple of sample storylines that we basically, you know, made up um, (laughs) and explained how we could, you know, group things together and, and again, make it feel dynamic and, and 
not only not break the brand, but build the brand. Yeah. And and the funny part is, is that Liesl Clark, one of the founders, is a TV producer. And so when she found out like we were interested, I think there was just a level of trust because she knew that we would, you know, we knew how to produce and that we would be respectful in the brands that we worked for and the fact that we had all this experience. And so after months and months and months of back and forth, they were like, okay, let's do it. And it was crazy. And to your credit, I mean, let's not leave this part out, Wendy, you are a very successful podcaster on your own. Well, that's an oxymoron to be a successful podcaster, I think. But... <laughs> and if anyone could be an oxymoron, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have another podcast, but I've been on your show to talk about it, which sure. is Sex Ed the Musical. Sure. And I'm you know, an author and I've done a lot of work in that in that world. So yeah, I already host and produce a podcast. And so I had that experience and Jill has produced a billion pieces of content that, you know, she's won an Emmy. She knows what she's doing. So obviously we were a good fit for them. And we like each other. Yeah. Well, you love each other, but you had to throw in that she won the Emmy because I was only nominated three times and didn't win. Thanks a lot. Okay. I have won too. You're the only one on this. Okay. Honestly, people. This is sad. Wait, you're the only one talking on this podcast. It doesn't have an Emmy. Wow. Steve. That sucks. How does this happen? Okay, so here's what I have to ask you both. Your very first episode, I've listened to the first three episodes, your very first episode featured a woman who gave away her engagement ring? Yeah, a diamond ring. How did you find this story? When we first started talking to them, they, you know, there are 4.3 million buy nothing users. Globally. Globally. And so they were collecting some interesting stories before they got there. And this was one on their radar. And so they found these two, this, these women in just outside of Tulsa. And one of them uh, was a special needs young woman who always wanted a diamond ring. And just across town was another woman who had a diamond ring that she wanted to get rid of because she was in a relationship that fell apart. And it was one of these things where, once again, we talked to her. She found out that we were not rando crazies. And next thing you know, she's on our podcast talking about her diamond ring. Now, she had that ring. She kept it for something like eight years, didn't she? Right. Yeah. She was in a relationship with this guy, and he made some questionable decisions, and they split up. They had kids together, and uh, she stuck the ring in a closet, right, Jill? It was just in a box in the closet. She did. She put it in the back of a closet. And, and you know, again, that's kind of the the beauty also of this gifting community is that there's this interesting um sense of cathartic of catharticism if that's even a word catharsis catharsis cathartai (laughs) i like cathartai um that you have when you give stuff away when you purge and a lot of people like wendy was saying you look around just how do i give stuff away and there are things that you'd never give away but then there's sometimes stuff where you're like ooh, if i could get this out of my house and someone else could give it another life that would be wonderful instead of it winding up in um, a landfill, which exactly. I know is one of Liesl's, you know, one of the things that she loves about the project. And so sometimes we have these things in our house that we're just sort of looking at, or maybe in the back of a closet or up in the attic or whatever, that we're not, we're not using them. Sometimes they're almost, for lack of a better term, tormenting us by being there. By being able to share them with someone else who really, really wants it, you're, you're doing a good deed. And you're also getting rid of that negative energy in your own house. One man's trash is another man's treasure. You just never know. Right. You know, like Wendy and I were at this 
buy nothing swap meet last week. And it was fascinating. Everybody there was, was you, you brought and then you took, although you didn't have to bring anything. You know, I brought bags of stuff because I wanted to get more, give more stuff away. But, But it was like being at a free garage sale. The rules were bring something nice to share with the community. And some people obeyed that and showed up with some really cool stuff and there were tons of clothes and games and records and appliances. And it was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, but then there was also like a box of nails <laughs> and then somebody literally took their junk drawer and dumped it in a box. It was like old, like Chinese food menus and like, you know, uh, operating instructions for a toaster oven. Like literally somebody thought that someone else might want that. There's I don't a junior know. high school play that can use those. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe there was a little controversy. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to oh, lie. Yes. It, there, there, there got was. to be, there was some drama there um, because you know, when it comes to free stuff in large groups, some people get a little crazy. Excited? Crazy. Okay. I want to say excited. Crazy. Uh, okay. <laughs> you say crazy. We say excited. Okay. <laughs> And so there was some drama going on and I was just like, I was like, you know, Margaret Mead. I was just like watching the whole thing because <laughs> I was just glad to get rid of the junk that I had. And I was just watching what was going down and they were like, you don't live in this neighborhood. And who's this person? And what happened to those earrings I put on this box? And what happened to that box of Chinese menus? I really wanted that. And you're like, whatever. It was, it was pretty crazy. And then there were tons of people who were like, oh my God, I've got all my Christmas presents locked down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys mentioned something earlier. I shouldn't say you guys. I'm not supposed to say that. Y'all mentioned something earlier, which is you said that you have to be invited to join. How does it work? It's an informal invitation. So if you to join, I think it's to join most Facebook groups just as practice. The administrators want to keep track of it. So it's not an open group. Yeah. You have to sort of prove that you live in the area because there are buy nothing communities all over. And so our neighborhood one got so big, they had to divide it in half and create a second one. So you kind of have to say, hey, I live in Chatsworth and I'd like to join this thing. Well, it's like, well, Chatsworth one is full, but you can join Chatsworth two. Because the whole point is you shouldn't have to drive 10 miles to drop off something or pick something up. It's about sharing with your neighbors. So these little hyper local communities. And so you do have to kind of prove that you live there. And that you're not just someone who's joining 55 buy nothing groups just to get a bunch of free stuff and then sell it, you know, on eBay later. But Wendy, I think I think that Facebook, I think that's part of the the geo targeting is that any Facebook group you the you have to join, you have to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's just it's just akin to buy nothing. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm in a couple of groups, and then you know there are like top secret groups and private groups, and then public groups. So there there are lots of different layers to this but for the most part it's 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 not like skull and bones like you don't have to have like someone famous nominate you it's not like the friars club like you're gonna get in um you just have to make sure that you live in the right area do you feel like there's a sense of relief when you give stuff up or is it a satisfaction that like you were talking about that someone else is gonna find a use for something that you don't have a use for anymore I mean, I think it's a tremendous relief because I love getting rid of stuff. And, you know, Jill had some pretty big life changes this year and she had a lot of stuff to get rid of. I did. 
But it's like, I don't want to drag my butt over to Goodwill or to Salvation Army or out of the closet or whatever. It's like, it, and now it's really difficult to get rid of stuff, especially clothing and other things. Because of the pandemic, it's been super difficult to get rid of things or to share things, I guess I should say. But with this, it's like, hey, I've got 10 men's suits size 44 long. Who wants them? And someone's going to want them and they're going to come to your house and get them. So it, it could not be easier. And then you sometimes you get to meet them. And so you see, you know, they say, hey, my son is just starting a new job. He has nothing. This will be so helpful for him. Thank you so much. And so that part of it is just so rewarding because, you know, you take something over to Goodwill, it's like it's gone and you really don't know. And that's part of the drill. But in this case, you really see, you know, 10 people will ask for it and you get to choose whoever gets it. And whoever you choose comes and picks it up. And it's awesome. Our neighbor next door, like years ago, put out this like crappy shelf <laughs> and it sat out there for like three days by the curb. And then I just said to Jim, I was like, carry this, let, we're taking this. He stained it, shellacked it, everything. And it's like this dumb little piece in our backyard deck that everyone asks us about. Like, Ooh, where'd you get that? Where's that from? Was that, is that antique? And I'm like, it was barely standing up on <laughs> the curb, but I was like, no one said, let's go. Yeah. Why not? It get, we gave it a new use. We gave new life to it. Exactly. And, and to be clear, there's some really nice stuff that gets offered in our group. There was like a whole week where this woman was giving away all these like silver plated serving dishes. Did you see that, Jill? The lady was like, I missed that. Oh my God. Tons of stuff. Appliances and tech stuff and brand new ski wear and like some really posh items that they're just like, yeah, yep, take are. it. So it's not just, you know, it's, it's not curb finds. Like there are some really nice things being shared, a lot of generosity. The fact that with Goodwill, right, you pack it all up, you put it in nothing to, Goodwill is a great organization. You pack it up, you put it in your car, you bring it to a huge bin and it disappears. It was never there you know, in your house, it's gone. It's not even like, there's no memory of it, et cetera. But with, with this group with buy nothing, I gave away a washing machine and I was getting, I wanted, I needed a new dryer. I'd fixed my dryer on my own too many times. I'm like, I need, a, I need to treat myself and I'm getting <laughs> these new appliances. And so I put the washing machine in the group and a woman and her son came over and she was so thankful. Like it took a couple of trips to, they had a measure, they got the wrong truck. And I was like, it's okay. Like, you know, I, I, whatever, whatever it takes to get rid of this thing. So it doesn't go into a landfill. Right. And so a couple of days later, she again said, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. She dropped off a, a thank you note in my mailbox. Cause obviously she knew where I lived and she, it was the loveliest thank you note where she said, this makes such a huge difference for me and my family. I have seven kids and thank you so much. And I was a washing machine that normally I would have had someone come and haul away and I would never have given that washing machine in my life another thought. And I'm still talking about it six months later, yeah. a washing machine. That's amazing. That's amazing. There's a women's shelter that was adopted by a buy nothing group just in the next town over. And this, this one buy nothing group furnished the entire women's shelter with beds and dishes and clothing and sheets and towels. They basically adopted it. So the people who were running the shelter didn't have to spend any of the money on that. And they could spend the money on other things to help these women who were homeless. 
And that's what's kind of going on. It's like it's part of it is just about what can we do to help others? Because sometimes it's not so easy. You know, you want to you want to help others, you want to do something good for the common good, but sometimes it's kind of hard to find out where, you know, do I donate to them? Do I do this? Like it's so annoying, I gotta fill out forms, whatever. This one by nothing group adopted a shelter and furnished the entire thing. And that's the kind of stuff you can do in by nothing. Jill, where do people find by nothing online the site? So there is an app. There's the Buy Nothing app. So if you go to the app store, that is where you can find probably the most immersive experience. And um, and you can still find it on Facebook. And then there is the Buy Nothing project, uh, which is as well on the interwebs. And then Wendy, where do people find the podcast? Podcast is available on Spotify. It's on iTunes and it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Buy nothing, the podcast. We close these shows with three questions. Don't panic. You know the answers. Wendy's done this drill before, so we'll start with her. First question, Wendy and Jill, starting with you, Wendy. Where do people find you online? How do they follow you and get to know you more? Plug away. To find me online, go to thewendymiller.com. That is my main site. And you can see all the stuff that I'm up to, find out about my book, etc. If you want to follow my podcast, which is called Sex Ed the Musical, go to sexedthemusical.com. And Jill, where do people find you online? Where do people find me online? That's a very good question. You can find me on the you can find me obviously on the podcast with Wendy, um, and then you can find me on Instagram, and my handle is Jill Naomi One Hundred. I'm not fancy like Wendy, and have written books and do another podcast. Uh, that is not that. Is no, you're not fancy. You're just running an entire massive department for a gigantic corporation. You're not fancy at all. <laughs> she's 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 a head mouse there. Um, she's a big mouse. She's a big mouse. Big, big old mouse. <laughs> um, this is a question that we've asked that we close the show with. There's two questions we close with. Here's the first one. Jill, I'm going to start with you. Wendy gets to look out and hear what it is first. And the question is, who inspires you? Oh, that's a deep question. How many hours do we have for this podcast? <laughs> I, I have two answers for that, and that, I won't make it long. Um my daughters inspire me more than anything in the world. Their resilience, they're two amazing, wonderful humans. And they are definitely my heroes because they have, uh, they have been through a lot in the past few years. And again, they are, they're wonderful. And then I would say the other people that inspire me, I kind of get inspiration from everyone I, I meet. If I, I'm lacking something. I'll, I'll search it out and, and look for that inspiration. Wendy inspires me. You inspire me. My, my dear friends inspire me. There's so much out there in the world to learn. So I'm a student. I'm a student of the world. Wendy, who inspires you? People who live authentically inspire me. And and that's so, it's, it sounds like a broad, corny response, but in so many different walks of life, I encounter people who are just putting themselves out there and taking risks and they just don't care what other people think. And I'm just so inspired by that because I try to live like that too. I try to just sort of do my own thing, do my best thing and not care what other people think because why should I? Um, so that people who live authentically and bravely absolutely inspire me. Also, I hate to crib from Jill, but 
I have a 15-year-old, almost 16-year-old kid who blows my mind on the regular. And I just look at her and I think, oh my God, if I could just be like 10% as groovy as you, my life would be set. So I look at my kid and I'm just blown away and inspired by her courage and her talent and her goofiness and her sass towards me when I deserve it and all sorts of other things. And I just feel very lucky to be on this planet. And the final question that we end every show with, we're going to punt to Miss Wendy first. And the question is, it's not even a question, it's a statement. Tell me something good. Um, well, it's a little personal thing. Uh, is that okay? Please. Um, my mother had a breast cancer scare earlier this year, and she just got her pathology back, and she's all clear. Yay! So that, that was a big, big thing for me. That is so good. Yeah. Jill, tell me something good. <laughs> this is going to make you laugh. <laughs> I have a garden and during COVID, I have discovered my green thumb. And I went out on Friday just to check and prune a little bit. And I discovered that I had grown an eggplant. <laughs> a eggplant? An eggplant. I had no idea that I even planted an eggplant <laughs> plant. And there was this like, Good size, no dirty jokes, good size <laughs> eggplant hanging from this tree. And I was like, oh my God, I have grown an eggplant. Okay. I don't mean to invite myself over, but there are so many amazing gluten-free eggplant parm recipes. I've seen what you do in your in your backyard fire oven thing that like everything looks like it's, you know, Pinterest worthy. Can you make an eggplant parm with that and please invite us over? Because I Oh my God. That. Yes. Oh please. my God. I absolutely will. I absolutely will. I will oh. I will make you an eggplant parmesan. Oh and my God. Gluten free dough. Please. I'll oh I'll bring gluten free dough that we can throw in there and it'll puff up into bread. Oh yum. Okay. That sounds lovely. Or just set itself on fire and we'll have to call the fire department. I don't know what's gonna happen. No, 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 no. It's fine. Once it's in the oven, you don't have to worry about it. No, the stuff that you're making looks so good, and I cannot wait to try that. Well, thank you. Well, we'll have it. Done. Thank you, Jill and Wendy, for sharing your good. Who's ready to buy nothing? Check out the app, the website, and the podcast of the same name, Buy Nothing Project. Next time on World Gone Good. Why are we still here on this earth? There has to be a reason we're here. I found my reason. I try to focus on doing something good for Amy's kisses and to keep a positive attitude. Jill Gabora and her family suffered an unimaginable loss and turned it into a mission of opportunity called Amy's Kisses. They provide domestic violence educational resources as well as educational scholarships for low-income students throughout this country. Jill's story is the definition of turning a bad situation into something so, so good. I can't wait to share this incredibly inspiring and emotional episode with you. Until then, be good.